Welcome to another episode of We Are The Universe. I'm your host, Kyle West, once again taking you through this breakdown of NXT UK. And that little voice you just heard, Dan, is my little boy. Say hello. 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 Yeah, we have lots of guests on this episode today. Um, So tell me, Harrison, who is your favourite wrestler? Uh, Brock. Brock Lesnar. Funny story with Harrison, when he was a little baby, uh, when he was a few weeks old, I had Raw on TV at like two in the morning um, when I was giving you a bottle of milk, and then you hadn't even really turned your head at that point, but then you, Brock was on the TV, just his big face, and then you just turned, you had your bottle, you just turned, the bottle, the teeth came out of your mouth, and you just stared at the TV, and you were a few weeks old, and you, you love, three years later, you still love Brock, don't you? Who else do you like? Who's your other favourite wrestlers? Ligero. Ligero. is one of your favourites, isn't he? Yeah, and Brock. And Brock, and what, what other uh, wrestling toys have you got? Uh... AJ. You've got AJ Styles, yeah. And Seth. Seth Rollins, yeah. And Je- Charlotte. Charlotte. You like Charlotte as well? Uh, I need to buy one of Brockies. You do need to buy a Brock one, don't you? Yeah. Maybe they need to bring out a Ligero toy as well. Yeah. One for Ligero. That would be yeah. cool. Yeah. And Roman. And Roman. There's lots of Roman toys. We'll get you a Roman toy, shall we? And just get Brock toy. Just to get the Brock one? Yeah. Well, we'll get the Brock one. Yeah. We'll get you one of them. How does that sound? Yeah. Sounds a bit fun, yeah? Yeah. You like wrestling, don't you? Yeah? For anyone listening, this is going to be chaotic. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Dean. Dean, yeah, that's right. Dean Ambrose. Um, yeah, I don't know what's going to go on with this because I don't know what and he's going to say. And Finn. And Finn. See, he's only he just turned three and he knows a lot of the wrestlers already. So we're going to jump into our breakdown <laughs> of, uh, of the next episode of NXT UK, number 33. Uh, and uh, I'll see you on the other side of it. Enjoy the show today. Thank you. I'm here this week to discuss episode 33 of NXT UK with John Adams, uh, NXT UK fan. John, where are you based? I'm based in Somerset. So after your last week, you went all the way to Louisiana. You've come with a, all, an hour from your I'm home. I'm all over now, the place, yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm very local. I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be in the Somerset region in about uh, three or four months, actually. So, um, uh, yeah. So, oh, nice. uh, when's that going to be? Just after the Plymouth uh, tapings, actually. Uh, oh, in perfect. July, yes. mid July. Yeah. Uh, do you have tickets? I do have tickets to Plymouth. Plymouth you... Yeah. I, <laughs> given that I probably yes. manage one of the, or probably the, um, the biggest fan accounts for NXT UK on social media, <laughs> the fact I wasn't aware that the Plymouth tickets had gone on sale. <laughs> it was a bit of a disaster. <laughs> well, they were though. In your defence, they were quite poor. I thought they in, in, they announced them originally, didn't they, with with the other tickets? But since then, it did go a little bit quiet. I thought it wasn't. It's normally plugged. Yeah, a lot they, um, that, they made a big deal out of Glasgow. Uh, the, mm, I think the download yeah. ones were quietly just on available with the download stuff. Uh, the yeah, the in Plymouth. Yeah. yeah, I was getting tagged. I was getting. I was. I was working away. I was getting tagged in all these posts. I didn't have time to put <laughs> my phone. Had luck, and I was like, "Oh crap, Plymouth is available," and uh, a lot of the good seats have gone. Made um, so I managed to get front row on the corner um, on the second night, and uh, got tiered seats again for the first night. Well, actually, I was sat in the um, the tiered seats in the last time in Plymouth, actually, and the view was the view was okay. fantastic. Um, so I, I have no issue being in the tiered the tiered seat yeah. again uh, this time round, and it's well normally it's cheaper. But I mean the one row is the same price as being on the front row. <laughs> yeah, oh, really? Um, so uh, it's a good yeah. venue, isn't it? It is. Venue. It is good. Yeah. Uh, so John, tell me a bit about tell me about, yes. about yourself as a wrestling fan then. 
So I've been a wrestling fan since I would say about 97. Um, so that's 20 years. God. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much a WWE mark to be honest. Wrong with that. Um, I, yeah, I, I follow the indies through like social media, you know, like through sort of just following gifts and things like that and storylines. But, um, other than that, I'm, I'm a wrestling fan of, I like my shenanigans, really. I like. I'm the type of fan that will watch an old WrestleMania, just your entrances and your your things You're like a that. Sports entertainment, and, and that's fan. it. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of that. So that's why I think WWE appeals to me. Um, and I've started getting into NXT UK um, at the time of the first tournament um, yeah. in Blackpool, um, just to support you know local and thought this would be fun and it was all that. And I think it's the first time I've watched a wrestling show. Um, just for the wrestling. Um, I didn't know anyone yeah. on it, didn't know any of the performers, anyone like that. Um, the only person I'd heard of was Pete Dunne, um, and that was because he did that thing with sort of Vader and Will Ospreay and all of that sort of thing, and I, sort of, I was aware of that. I didn't really know much about it, but I'd heard his name. Um, and it, I just thought it was fantastic. <laughs> um, I just really enjoyed the actual wrestling side of it. I thought Tyler Bate was yeah. fantastic. Uh, he sort he of looked a bit different in. back then. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 he did, yeah. Um, and, you know, I just thought, it, it was like I said, it was the first time I'd watched something and I didn't have any sort of prior knowledge. I didn't have any sort of favourites going in or anything like that. Um, and I was just, I was surprised because I sort of watched it and I thought, this is probably going to be not great, but I'm going to support it because it's the yeah. UK, you know, it's going to be, I'll get into it and I'll, I'll sort of, you know, we'll take on the Yanks and do that, but... <laughs> It's it's uh, it sort of drew me in and it, it's sort of frustrating. It, it took a long while to sort of then become anything else. I thought, you know, we were, we were sort of desperate for more, and then uh, obviously now it's 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 blown up and it's been worth the wait. Yeah, it's definitely. been a it's been a long but, time um, a long time coming because um, yeah, I was I, you know, mm. I said before I was I was at those Blackpool uh, tapings for the first tournament and then they did the two hundred five live joint tour um, four or five yes. months later, which aired as a ninety minute special on the network but it was about um three hours on well six hours across two nights three hours each night um in in norwich the and there was very little known about the norwich stuff so when we went there we thought that was going to be the new show we thought we were going really to the tapings of the um of the first you know the, the, the first x amount of episodes of the weekly show but when he got there and as the show as you it's very clear from the way the show was being um uh, the order of matches and such that that wasn't the case, uh, and then and that right. was what May 2017. So yeah, it was another uh, gosh, it was another year and two months or so until we finally got yeah, got the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in Cambridge, obviously with the announcements in the Royal Albert Hall, but yeah, it took some time. Uh, so NXT UK, you were there from day one, then really? Yes, yeah, I was there from day one. So, like I said, watched the the original tournament and then the the second Royal Albert Hall. So, I suppose, yeah, it was a tournament, I suppose, wasn't it? And then a, a yeah. final day. Um, I got we got tickets oh, wow. for that the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, that was just an absolute treat. It was the combination of the Royal Albert Hall and the NXT UK. I just thought, oh, how often is this yeah. going to happen again? You know, um, and that was just amazing. That was so. Did yeah, you go I was to that there one? for um, on an yeah. absolute whim uh, that I was there I, I thought they were going to be the <laughs> first one that I was going to miss and because uh, I just had a well I knew I had a baby due around that time uh, and then oh. uh, my baby came gosh I don't remember initial due she came a little early 
and I think I was still on paternity. <laughs> and uh, nice. I was just, yeah, <laughs> just by chance, like on the, on the very day of uh, the first show, uh, my my partner told me I could go. And this was at like lunchtime, and I was obviously down in Wales. She's, yeah, she absolutely is. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> uh, so I rushed up there on a whim. Just I spoke about this on a previous episode, I think. Um, ended up in the front row just by chance. I didn't even know that was wow. my, my seat. I just rung the ticket office and asked for a seat. Um, that was on the first night. Second night, I was up up in the rafters with uh, in a more expensive seat somehow than the front row. But I don't even know how that works. But um, but no, it was, it was yeah, they were great shows, weren't they? The Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's a semi-funny story. We um, so the second night, um, we actually got front row on the corner. Uh, the second night, and I don't know if you remember. So it, I think it's off the off the air. They announced. NXT UK and all that, and then the entire roster came around the yeah. around the ring. I don't know if you remember that. Um, and it started to happen. It was perfect because I was quite drunk, and I just <laughs> thought. So I got my phone out. I thought this is going to be the best video that anyone's. You know, it's going to go all over my Twitter, on Instagram. This is going, and I recorded it. And every single uh, roster member walked past, and I shook their hand, fist bump, you know, got a hug and a couple of words, and it was uh, it's just fantastic. And I sort of afterwards looked at my phone, and I thought, perfect. And it said to start recording, press the <laughs> press the record button. And my heart oh, just no sung, absolutely sung. And so, but yeah, so that's some sort of at least you got to live yeah, the moment. Me up and yeah, like, you got to live it. <laughs> yeah, it taught I learned me it, it taught me a lesson to just yeah. enjoy it because uh, it did it the first it put a down on it. And I thought no, like that was such a fantastic experience. And that's that's what I think is great about these uh, NXT UK shows is they they really do sort of involve the fans. Um, they sort of the fans, you know, like thank God we've got our crowd back this week. Yes. Um, because they're they're just like uh, if it's football though or the twelfth man, how yeah. would they say it? You know, they're such a part of the show, and I think they use it so well um, that it's that's just such an important part part of the show. You know, you saw it with um, I'm sure we'll get onto it in a minute, but with Devlin and, and Banks starting off in the crowd. I just thought that was such a clever move because they were just hooked, you know, like all those people up in the sort of tiered seats, you're in, in, invested in that just immediately straight away, you know, because you've just got, you feel like you're part of the match. And I, it, that's what I think they do so well, these shows, just just really, really clever. That's a great involved. time for us to get onto the episode then because um, the first thing, yeah, there's the segue, segue for you. <laughs> well, funny enough, the first thing I wanted really to discuss was, was the crowd. So, yeah, this was the first of um, six episodes that were filmed, well, we think it was six, uh, that were filmed in Coventry. So we're back in the United Kingdom. Um, it felt great straight away. It just, there was just yeah. a vibe, uh, an energy just from the, from the beginning that it didn't feel false. I said in last week's show that even when they cut to the um, the crowd uh, at the start, you know, doing the whole NXT, NXT, uh, they often looked like they didn't even want to be doing the fist pumps, uh, you know, but then you come back to, to the UK and everyone's just ready for it, you know, and because and, the crowd know. They're in for three hours of great fun. A lot of them having drinks, like you said, you were at the Royal Albert Hall, and like I have many a time at these shows, and I had far too many drinks. <laughs> um, but it just it just felt better. Um, and what I did find odd, though, because obviously it was in quite a big venue. Uh, I was on with um, with yes, Joe and before, yeah. and we think there was about fifteen hundred people there, and they didn't light the tiered seats though. So if you were watching it, well, we were watching it on TV. It didn't. It just looked like the crowd was what you saw. But there was a lot. There was yeah, probably, yeah. You know, it could have been close to 
not well, not a thousand, but a lot of people up in those tiered seats that just couldn't couldn't see, which I thought was a bit peculiar, but made it a bit smaller. But yeah, like you well, like you said, they're the they're the twelfth man, the uh, crowd, and uh, they made a total difference, didn't they? They were singing songs throughout the show, and uh, they yeah. were reacting to stuff that the the wrestlers were saying, and I just it's just I, I what think... we haven't had for three weeks in Phoenix. Sorry. Um, yes, I think what what else is it, there's so much wrestling now, particularly even on the network. Do you know what I mean? Even if you just watch WWE, there's just so much wrestling. And I think what's good is this just makes it slightly different. Yeah. It just you know rather than because there's you, you know you've got good wrestling on two hundred five live, you've got good storylines on you know the, the main roster and that thing. So I think like this it just makes gives it a different feel. Like when you're watching it, you know you're watching the NXT UK brand. You know it's 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 something. Uh, that you know everyone might not like, but I think certainly the, the UK audience and it seems like the Americans like it as well. So I think that that's that's what's sort of good about it is it does give it its own feel, you know. Yeah, it's got it's still got that vibe of NXT to it with the crowd. But yeah, it's just um, doesn't feel because because they're moving around the cities, it never feels like everyone's too familiar with it. Uh, yeah, you do get that. Um, you do get that second. Well. Because obviously I know the taping schedules. I you always know when you're on episode three of mm. the uh, of the set of tapings, you know. So you can always tell the crowd are a little bit more tired, and uh, you could always yeah. tell like with the um, whenever they used to do the shows on the they stopped doing the Sunday night tapings now. But you always knew when people had work the next day on the yeah, episodes compared yeah. to when they didn't, because <laughs> the crowd were much yeah. more into it and and uh, <laughs> were drinking. Theme, yeah, yeah, that's going to make a hell of a difference, I think, to shows going forward. But the um, I just feel like like with full sale, sometimes the crowd are too familiar with the product. Uh, yeah. Whereas you come to the UK and it's like, well, you might by the end of the second night, you might be feeling a bit tired or a bit familiar. But you know what? Bang, we're going to a, a different city next time. Yeah. Or we're going to go to, in, the, in the case of the next tapings, they're going to go to Glasgow, you know, a different country. So, uh, and I think that works in the favour of of the show. So um, we opened with a really good video package for Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin's uh, rivalry to date. I mean, and it's funny because it went on for a few minutes, but it actually left a lot of stuff out. It didn't really um, yeah. have any of the stuff from the um, pre-takeover uh, building of food. It was just was kind of takeover onwards, which has probably been when all the, the really sort of hot stuff has happened uh, with the rivalry. What did you think of this video package? Did it get you psyched up for the next hour of wrestling? Yeah, I just, I, they do do video packages really well, WWE, mm. don't they? They always have. And it's nice to see that, you know, that this is no different, that they, they, they seem to keep getting these packages really, really good. And I think it, even if you hadn't necessarily followed it, I think this, you just watch that couple of minutes and you think, yeah, you know, I, I already know that this, what we're in for here, this is going to be a, a, a fight, <laughs> you know, just like a good fight. Um, and I, yeah, I, I, I think Jordan Devlin's fantastic as well. I think I think he's great. Yeah, think he's, he's, so, he's good. So I mean, he's got. I think he's a very clean wrestler, really good wrestler, and I think I love his character. I think he just gets it. I think he's he just understands what he's there to do. He's a bit of a nasty piece of work, bit of a sort of weasel sort of character, but a really good wrestler. And I think he's he's just perfect. I I'd be I'd very much be all for him being the first. I don't like to say sort of homegrown. I know he's got a big following in it, you know, before he came to NXT UK, but I feel like Pete Dunne at the moment is so much bigger than everyone else. And then yeah. Walter's sort of similar, you know, they, of course they should be fighting for the title. It would be silly for them not to, but I think Devlin 
is and he's one of those people that he would be great to be the first you know one that's sort of an underdog that's come up and, and would deserve it i think because he's he's great i mean he's sort of love to hate him and i you, hmm. Are you almost feel sorry for him with the size of his head chance slightly? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> slightly yeah. personal, but it's it, we all get caught up in it when we're there. The so. the um the funny the sort of funny thing with Devlin is that he yeah, Pete Dunn is massive now. And people always talk about that and they say that you know Dunn can't drop the belt yet. He's he's the he's the biggest thing on the brand. And actually everyone forgets that Pete Dunn was afforded opportunities yeah. in WWE that the Jordan Devlins didn't get. And Jordan Devon was there in the first tournament, but you know they chose their their core five, uh, yeah. which was you know uh, Pete Dunne, uh, Trent Seven, Tyler Bate, Mark Andrews, and Wolfgang, and those are the main yeah. five that got the NXT push. And yes, they used uh, Jordan Devlin, uh, James Drake, I think Joseph Connors was there uh, on an appearance on Two Hundred Five Live in 2017, but uh, they never pushed these guys. Uh, and so that the Devlin has reinvented himself on the indie scene. You know, he's done, I think he's done some interviews saying that he really was questioning himself after that UK tournament some sometime after that. Uh, but he's reinvented himself. He's come back then. And then for him to then, I think, become a very, when he faced Pete Dunne, gosh, a couple of months ago now, yes, uh, in yeah. that fantastic match, I thought he was a credible person to beat Pete Dunne. And that yep. was on like episode... Yeah, within so within ten weeks, he'd become a credible person to to take the title from Pete Dunne, and mm. I think that you know eventually, yeah, Walter's come in, and Walter does have a reputation that, that he has built worldwide on the indie scene. Uh, so he has come in as a bigger star than probably anyone else has come into NXT UK as um, as a new signing. But uh, I think Jordan Devlin after that, and and Joe Coffey. To a certain level, yeah, uh, they like yeah, both Coffee built themselves up yeah. so much. So that so that, uh, that opening, we'll talk, we'll chat probably a bit more about Devin now towards the uh, towards the end. But uh, that video package, if, I tell you what, if that had aired on pay per view just before the match, I would have been psyched yeah. for the next twenty minutes. Absolutely, it was, it was yeah. a shame I had to wait forty two minutes or so for the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the match yeah. to start. <laughs> <laughs> the, the first match we did get was um, Ligero versus Joseph Connors, a, an almost odd rivalry that they've been uh, continuing to build during the Phoenix episodes. Um, don't believe. I'm trying to think. I don't, no, neither man. I think was was there for any of the Phoenix episodes. They were just um, taped promos that they'd done back at the Performance Center, the at the UK Performance Center, I should say. Uh, so this has kind of been a rivalry. It's been based off of Connors losing to Liguero, um before before they went off to America for the tape-ins. So when both men were coming out, they played the promos from either, from the other man, uh, and then it felt like we actually had a bit of a heated rivalry going into this match and. Not obviously to the, the extent and the level of Banks and Devlin's one, but it did feel that there was a little bit of uh, of dislike here. And even on social media all day, you know, you had lots of NXT UK talent saying, you know, these two don't like each other. They're going to fight. And uh, and that was how this episode was built. was just about these two big matches uh, and neither man likes the other man. And it, yeah, it felt, it, it felt like this was a big match, even though there wasn't a whole lot leading into it. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That I, I struggled with Joseph Connors at the start, to be honest. I think he's a fantastic wrestler. Um, but I think sometimes his sort of character feels quite forced. Hmm. Um, I don't sort of connect connect to it. You know what I mean, I think Ligero's just like a, a, a ball of fun. I think it's almost like sort of that Rey Mysterio thing that you just enjoy watching him. You know, he's got a cool look and he has a cool moveset. And he's a very good sort of baby face. And I think maybe that's what Connors needed. Was 
to sort of to be beating up someone quite likable, if you yeah. know what I mean, and just to get naturally be like, oh yeah, no, I'm you know not a fan of you. And so I think that I think this is probably a good move for Joseph Connors. I mean, perhaps not the result, but we'll see where it goes from there. But um, surprised at the result. Yeah, actually, yeah, same. Yeah, because that's I, two. I that's two and zero now. I think in this feed for Figaro, it was. Um, I don't know if you can technically classify it as a roll-up pin, but it was a. You know, the pin was out of nowhere. Um, like you know, Connors was beautiful roll-up. Oh, absolutely, roll up, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. But Connors was was controlling the match at that point, and yeah, he, I felt mm. he needed the win. Yeah, he's he's. I think he's one of those people. He's sort of. I mean, I suppose he's supposed to be a bit of an unhinged sort of character, you know, like a sort of brawler kind of guy. But to me, he's uh, that's quite an undermining thing to to you know, like you said, to have lost twice is uh, not not great. I mean, I'm hoping maybe he'll come out of this and you know just almost go the other way and just be a, a madman now, you know, sort of like yeah. smashing everything. And I think that could work for him. Um, so I think it, I think it'd be an interest. The next time we see Connors, that'd be very interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, he's done a lot of talking, and his, his promos are good. Um, but yeah, he's done a lot of talking, and he hasn't necessarily backed it up in the big matches. Um, I think you're right. I'd love to start seeing him uh, doing some backstage attacks, and yeah. I know we've seen people do that on the show previously. But I think it would really work for for Joseph Connors. I think it just like yeah, that viciousness, you know, yeah, just that's really, the character, yeah, it? Like yeah, nasty interactions. Because Leguero has very 50-50 booking. And actually, it's working a treat because Leguero, when he wins, he wins. And there's, there's no shock to that. But at the same time, he does he tends to lose some of the bigger matches. Yeah. But it doesn't it doesn't hurt him at all. Like, Leguero is 50-50 booking done right. Yes. Ab- yeah, absolutely. He's, he's, he doesn't need to win. He's not that kind of guy, I don't think. He's... He, he can get as much out of a loss as he can for a win, I think. Yeah. Being the underdog suits him. You know, like it's uh, he's he can uh, well, yeah. I mean, being an underdog suits, and that's sort of what I'm trying, what I'm trying to say. You know, he's 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 a, a good wrestler. He's sort of fun to watch. The sort of mask with the horns. I think he's he just comes across a likable sort of guy. You know, and I think that, that that's why it would it, it would work if he loses because you sort of have the more sympathy for him. You know, you you feel it gives the heat naturally to the guy that beats him, and it makes him more sympathetic. After it, so. and you can see that uh, he he's deaf. He must be well liked because I just get a feeling that I was never sure how Leguero was going to do in WWE. Yeah, and just because um, you know the, the ring gear, I, I love Leguero. You know, I've seen him on the on the independent scene and everything. But I wasn't sure how WWE would take to his his masks and such. You yeah, know, on a UK show, uh, but They're sort of comical, aren't they? Really? Yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah. But he, they've actually. It feels like I've not got the stats in front of me to see it, but I feel like he's probably had more matches than most other wrestlers on the show. Uh, yeah, he's he's very prominent. Definitely. Oh, he's very he's prominent. Always, yeah. always there, isn't he? Yeah, and he's becoming a big a big star out of it. Like my my son knows his name. You know, yeah. I mean, my son's three. Yeah, like, yeah. and and you see, um, there's a there's a lot of um, a lot of parents saying on on social media now about like how their kids really love Legero and and that's sort of I guess has sort of come from WWE of um, have introduced him to a different audience now, and they seem to be latched yeah. onto him almost with that Rey Mysterio thing where kids loved Rey Mysterio, um, yeah, sort of superhero, Marvel yeah, superhero and I think that's exactly what it is. And then, you know, and it just it helps, he's a great wrestler. I'm looking for, I'm looking for, for him to have a, a big standout match now. Then maybe that needs to be a takeover, I don't know, maybe he needs a main event again. Um, yeah, he had a really good main event uh, early on in the run. 
That might have been against Jordan Devlin, you know. Yeah, it was, because I think that was the match before Jordan Devlin took on Pete Dunne next. Um, but yes, waiting for him to get that opportunity on in the main event scene. But he's like a Mark Andrews where you can open the show with him, get everyone yeah. a bit excited. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, and sort of build the show from there. So uh, after that match, we got a an interview segment with Tony Storm. Can I just say, I'm so delighted that we're back in the UK. Lots of reasons for that. But one of them <laughs> is that we're back to these proper like NXT UK um, cinematography of the yes, all yeah, the backstage we, we, promos, yeah, the look of it and the feel yeah. of it, yeah, they're polished because yeah. they're done in a way that like the they've played. You could watch it from taping to taping. You could see them sort of trying out new styles. And one thing they introduced um, quite early on was this sort of um, cha- you know the going in and out of focus in yeah. some of the backstage interviews, and which you don't get in the other companies, uh, the companies, other brands. Uh, and like on this one now, Tony Storm, you know, she's obviously well lit, and it looked very. Um, uh, they'd sort of uh, everything behind it was out of focus, so you know that, all that depth of field. People want to use real, yeah. <laughs> proper terms, and yeah. it just looked gorgeous. And it makes it just makes them look like, to me, it just makes them look like bigger stars. It makes the show look yeah. um, bigger scale as well, you know. And uh, but in, in this promo, um, Tony Storm says, you know, Rhea Ripley's pretty much in past now. Um, women's division are going to come after a belt. She isn't sure who's next. She walks off, and we get this lovely bit of Ginny just behind with her. I think she had a suitcase with her just watching on and then she kind of walks and we're kind of building towards this this Ginny challenge coming up at some point. What was your whole thought about just this whole, how this segment looked, Tony's interview, the, the hints with Ginny? How are you feeling about that? I, yeah, it was great. I mean, I, Tony Storm's great and she, she was as good as what she should be and she is. But I thought, that I don't know if it was Ginny or like you say, whether it was the editing guys, but that reveal was fantastic because you could see someone approaching. Yeah. And, yeah. But you couldn't see who it was. Just the sort of okay, well, she's got dark hair. That was pretty much the limit of you could see. It. And it was just like a real because at first I thought maybe it was going to be Nina Samuels. They said I thought yeah. they were perhaps promoting her. Um, so it was quite nice that it wasn't because I felt Nina Samuels was seemed to be the sort of although although Ginny sounds silly. Ginny was the obvious person to come up next. I thought, but I felt like they were making you think it was going to be Nina Samuels. Well, I thought that. I've said that. Every yeah. Week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just feel like all these sort of, you know, vignettes and things, it seemed like Nina Sam was the next one. So I thought the fact it was Ginny there was a, it was a bit of like a oh sort of moment, you know, of yeah. like uh and Ginny Ginny's got a, a wonderful face for it as well, hasn't she? That real sort of um she sort of says a thousand things with one look, I think. Oh, Ginny. Yeah. She's got yeah. that really good sort of side eye and uh sort of villainous face. I just thought it was, you know I've that it was just perfect because there's nothing that Ginny could have said that would have had the impact of that segment, you know, like it was just that look and everything was just it. You thought, ah, oh, she she could beat her, you know, just with yeah. that one look. She she could beat her. She she might not be a better wrestler, but she she can easily beat her, you know. So yeah. um, yeah, and they've got yeah, uh, they've got extensive history that um on the independent scene, which has been referenced um on NXT UK, and they've all got they've got WWE history. I've spoken to some previous episodes. You know, they faced each other twice. On television, in WWE, they faced each other in other WWE matches as well. I think they faced off at Access last year at uh, WrestleMania as well. So there's history there, and looking forward to seeing where that goes. Uh, we got a little um, sort of quick um, advertisement for in two weeks' time. We're going to see Wild Boar and Primate again. Uh, this they hadn't. I don't think they won any matches previously as a team. Uh, this felt like actually no. This is a legit push for these guys yeah, now. Absolutely, and they yeah. come in. You better watch out because this is the new badass. Um, don't think that's yeah. swearing. This is the new badass uh, tag team in town. 
yeah, I, I, I really like Wildcore. I quite like. The, I think he's got a cool sort of. Um, he's a good sort of dark match opening character. I thought, you know, like he's quite fun. He gets you into it, and that. Um, but I don't think they've done anything to make me feel like I should expect big things from him. If you know what I mean, I feel like yeah. he's just been a, a guy on screen. But yeah, I agree. I think this felt a bit more like. Um, you know, he was he was a bit lost, and now he's found a place. You know, he's got something here, and and they I think they've got a cool look to them. I think they seem like these two sort of mad men that you know just going to wreak havoc. And uh, it's interesting because I I couldn't quite work out whether they were going to be sort of faces or heel from this. You yeah. know, whether they were going to be sort of sort of fun, you know, mad guys or something that kind of thing, or or whether they were going to be you know sort of a bit sort of dirty and brawler and that sort of thing, but. I th- I think it's good. I th- I think the tag division on NXT UK is, is very very good. A lot better than it should be. I think you know, uh, you had when they announced the tag titles, it seemed fairly obvious. You know, Mustache Mountain were going to be the top of the tree. You know, they yeah. were they were the guys. Um, and I I, I think that now you, you, there's a couple of of teams now. You think you know, I I can't wait to you know see these guys go at it. You know and there's there's you could take mustache mountain out of it and you still got a really good division and that's fantastic i think that's so much more than i thought we were going to be especially at this early stage yeah I think you've got the uh, you've got european union uh you've got yeah. uh yeah you've got you know wild born primate now uh flash morgan webster mark andrews uh the yeah there's a few teams in there um maybe a little heel heavy but we'll be able to see what wild born primate coming mm. as i guess um in that regard but they'll, they'll be on the show in two weeks time which i'm sure will fly by the um, let's talk about let's cover this whole um, Gallus and Pete Dunn and Walter thing now. Um, yep. So there was a, obviously we got a an interview with with all three members of Gallus and they were talking about how they felt disrespected by Walter and Pete Dunn um, and uh, Joe Coffey saying it's still still their kingdom. So I'm liking how they're keeping Joe at the top of the top yeah. of the card still without it's not really about the belt just yet. It's now just about. He just plain doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't yeah. like Pete Dunn and, and Walter. And uh, we got later on there was a little interview with Pete Dunn about the uh, about this about this. There was um, an attempt by Radzi to interview Walter, but Walter again didn't say a word. I don't think Wal- Walter's actually said any uh, anything yet on NXT UK. He's normally just walked off. And uh, so it, it was announced via a tweet from Johnny Saint uh, that we're going to get a match next week uh, between. Uh, well, it's a tag team match. It'll be Mark and Joe Coffey versus Pete Dunn and Walter. What do we think about that as a as a main event? Yeah, great. Just on that, I I I like that Walter doesn't talk. I think that's great. I don't want him to talk. I just want him to you know come in and chop people and go. And you know that's that's how I want him to be. Um, and I I think I. I I I really like Gallus. I, I mean, when I go to the shows, I enjoy booing them because I think they're just great heels. You know, they know what they do. They know what they're meant to be. And and I think Joe Coffey is... I was surprised how young he was when I found out. I I think he's great. He's got a really good look. A really he's got a great look. Yeah. And he, he looks tough. You know, he looks like a tough guy. Um, and... You know, I'm glad he didn't beat Pete Dunn for the title, but I'm glad he got he was he was at the top of that. I think he should have been at the top, you know, in, in that main event of the first match. Because I think they did enough, and and they're a good a good stable, and I, I yeah I enjoy watching them. So I think it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean, you've got to believe that Dunn and Walter are going to implode. Um, yeah, yeah. He, I there's part of me that hopes that 
Gallus get the win there. I, I I usually like it when a I don't like it when two people come together and beat a team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I like okay. it when the, the team wins, you know, no matter how good the two individuals are, it's I think the tag team or the or the group should always sort of prevail there. So a very traditional of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, old school. I tell what's interesting is that uh, my understanding is because I wasn't at the Coventry tapings, my understanding is that, that this tag team match next week actually main evented the tapings for the first night. So the, oh, okay. the assumption would have been that it would have been at the end of the third episode, which yeah, would mean so it would air in two weeks. Sort of yeah, so they've pulled they've pulled it into. Um, I guess that it's, it's the joy of the way they film these matches. They could really yeah. put them all in different orders, couldn't they? But uh, they obviously use it as the main event because of the stars that were in it. But it's going to be interesting to see uh, what they do with the main event of the actual third episode from Coventry, which would be episode thirty, episode thirty five, uh, to us watching at mm. home uh, so yeah I think that's going to that's going to be a good match so we're obviously headed towards that uh, Pete Dunn and Walter things building up like you said it might boil over Joe's still in there so um, be interested to see where that goes we got a little brief glimpse of Jeff Jarrett in the crowd very random <laughs> what a random cameo no yeah yeah absolutely and I, there's that one guy next to him that he i think he went for about three handshakes maybe four i don't know if you spotted <laughs> didn't that. see it no i mean good good for him like, you know we all would <laughs> but uh it was just you know handshake and then he's uh and i have other handshake he just thought i mean jeff's a lovable strange character and this was perfect for him wasn't it you know just yeah, yeah. why is he there no one knows why is he yeah, you know, know, right? <laughs> yeah. he was just, everyone was marking out but uh, yeah why not <laughs> we had a um, we got another video package for uh, kaylee ray uh, no nothing no interview or anything this one just some footage of her uh, i felt like she was coming across as a baby face in the promo but they made yeah. a big deal out of her though yeah, it's weird because I thought um, Nigel McGuinness was sort of talking her up, wasn't he? He was the one sort of putting her over. Yeah. Um, and I know that's not, not always, but I don't sometimes usually think that means that they're the heel, you know, like he sort of sticks up for the bad guy, you know, and says that. But yeah, I'm assuming she'll come in because she, she, I don't really know much about She is a face, isn't she? She is a, a, a good guy or mm, not? She played she... both sides of the, of the coin. Really. Okay. So um, she, uh, I would be curious to see how they would position her on NXT UK. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of credible heels. Yeah. And maybe not so many credible baby faces. So I could see, I could see the merit in bringing one as a face because I think when you've got like a Ginny's and uh, Rhea yeah. Ripley's and uh, we've had confirmation from these tapings of a, a certain, uh, yes. another yes. Scottish lady who's going to be on the, on the brand and we're waiting for Jazzy to come in. And I got to assume Jazzy's coming in as a heel. Uh, yeah, Jazzy can't... looks like the the heel. Doesn't yeah, she? so um, great heel. Yeah, I can see Kay Ray comes to face. I do think she probably does her best work as a heel, though. So I'd be, uh, and I'd love to see, I'd love to see Kaylee Ray versus Tony Storm in a, a WWE ring. Uh, that that would be fantastic. But yeah, she's coming that. soon. Um, I I actually was waiting for the, the the promo to state at the end, you know, in in one week or in two weeks or whatever. But they didn't do that. But she's yeah, definitely just coming, coming soon. Coming soon, sort of thing, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And someone who's back, uh, having been gone for. Weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months, probably, uh, is Charlie Morgan. Uh, she was back uh, somewhat of a surprise because some people, well, a lot of people thought she was no longer involved with WWE. Uh, yeah. Based on some booking she's been taking on the indie scene and just some chit chat. Uh, but she was back and she faced Nina Samuels of the Nina Samuels show. Uh, it wasn't a long match, uh, but I thought, you know, it was obvious this was going to be a Nina Samuels win. That's how wrestling works. We're yeah. getting these little promos for Nina Samuels. We haven't seen Charlie in. 
in, in a long time. So, uh, but I thought I thought Charlie Morgan got uh, a fair bit of offence. To be fair, yeah, she she's an interesting one, Charlie Morgan. I think she she the, the way sort of I feel WWE position her. She's, I mean, she's I don't know, I'd say it, like a glorified jobber. I think you know she's yeah. she's they they keep her around and they keep her sort of on screen, but like you say, she she might. I think did she beat sort of was it Killer Kelly at the Royal Albert Hall? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I was trying to think if I mean, she won a lost in that match, but yeah, that yeah. was um, yeah, that I mean, was a little bit, bit of a bit surprise. Of a tragedy, Killer Kelly, I think a bit. I mean, she should be so prominent. I think she's great. I, I don't know what the story is there, um, but I'm trying to stay positive. About yeah, yeah. So I'm <laughs> hoping they're holding her back. You know, yeah, I don't want to be negative or anything. I know she's at the performance center. Um, yeah, so she's still there. She's doing dark matches. Why they're holding off on? Um, on I mean, her sort of television great. career, I'm not sure. Yeah, if they were to just yeah, like hold her back, let the sort of you know have her come in as a, as, well as a killer, no no pun intended, you know. But that sort of thing that would be fantastic. But she yeah. is over, man. Like Killer Kelly is over. That the amount yeah. of social media chatter that's about her is nuts. Yeah. And then she doesn't she doesn't go wild on social media. You know, she she doesn't just drum it up herself. That is, people see her on TV, and are asking where she is now. Like she's. Yeah. And I don't know if you've um, seen her live in the maybe the last well, I don't know how long the last four or five months, but they've you know her new entrance um, yeah, just, it just oozes star quality when, when yeah you sit that's there in the crowd. pounding yeah, yeah it's just fantastic isn't it it's yeah that's funny um, I was actually at the last Plymouth shows as well and I oh, think yeah, she yeah. was on both nights and I think she lost both nights um, and yeah that that was when I first was like. You've, you've made me really invest with this entrance and then you know like, sure. <laughs> yeah i had the same feeling i was there for the first time <laughs> yeah. and when she came out and i was like i was like wow i was like i've obviously seen killer kelly before but i was like man I, I just thought she was like genuinely in my head i was thinking to myself because I, I wasn't there with anyone i knew and uh, my little running commentary in my head and i was just like wow that's star quality like yeah and then yeah she hasn't really done anything <laughs> anything <laughs> since but you know um charlie morgan probably isn't afforded the same yeah entrance uh entrance lighting and music and such but um but i think she did a, she did a decent enough job and you know you need enhancement talent yes and this a, is what this is what fans don't get there. anymore john they don't understand that you need <laughs> enhancement talent everyone's their favorite and if they're not yeah. winning then i'm gonna unsubscribe from wb network it's like Absolutely. no you need some people and some talent need to know their role as well yeah uh, which is sometimes you are just there to make the other person look good and and as long as you don't come off looking bad, which Charlie didn't. I mean, Charlie's still being made to look credible. You could, you yeah. could pull the trigger on her. Like I, well, that's that. what I think. I think with with Charlie, there's something about her, and it's a, we're we're a long way away from this, I know. But there's sort of like a Bailey quality about her, yeah. Where I yeah. think, like you know, she's you sort of look, and she she's not the you know most sort of physically dominant. She doesn't look. She's not got all the muscles and or tall or anything. But there's sort of something about her that's quite likable, and she. She keeps going, you know. She she'll lose, but she'll put in a like you said, put in a good show and and that. And I I think maybe there's a story to be told there, you know, in in a few months' time if she can hang around because she always gets quite a good reaction. I think she's quite, you know, always gets quite a positive cheer and and I think yeah, that like you say, there's um there, there's a there's a place for her at the moment, and I think hopefully that that could build on something if if they wanted to, and you know if if, if the sort of time works for her. What did you think of this match then? Between her and, her and Nina, I think I, I like. I think Nina Samuels has, has has now got it. You know, I think she sort of tapped into that. She's got this sort of ruthlessness now, hasn't she? Where I think that that's um that's working for her, and I think she's 
I think she knows that she's sort of getting this sort of build and push and the sort of vignettes and that. And you can see that in her performance. She look when she's coming out, she's looking a bit more of a star and a bit more confident. And yeah. and that that's it's all playing in together. And I, yeah, I, I think that that's uh, she, you know. I, I wouldn't be against seeing her with against Tony Storm at all. I think Tony Storm is, could have a good match with most people. And I think Nina Samuel seems very competent, so that could be a well, great a decent, match. Um, yeah, they're the they're the first women's match in NXT UK on the actual show. Forgetting all the previous specials, but uh, on episode one, and I think they got I don't know a couple of minutes. You know, it wasn't wasn't uh, yeah. didn't feel like a squash. Uh, we've had very few of those in NXT UK, but uh, it it was good enough. That, for what it was, but I keep thinking, God, you give these guys 13 to 16 minutes in a main yeah. event or an opening match because we, we tend to get long openers, uh, and that would be a great match. And I still, still maintain that we're headed in that direction, which is a which is a match between Nina and Tony. And you know, Nina's on a little bit of a roll, um, so yeah. going by how they've by precedent, really, she should be in line for a title match uh, at some point soon. Um, and this whole Nina Samuel show thing that's going on, I just think um, she's. There's only been what, her, Ginny, and Isla Dawn really who've had that uh, that video yeah, package treatment spotlight, yeah. and such, and yeah, and the spotlight, and it it's, looks like it's headed towards a title match for Ginny. Uh, Isla Dawn got her title match and has sort of dropped back down the card since then, and it feels like Nina's probably going to get the same tr- uh, the same treatment anyway. At least um, they need they need credible top talent, and I think the thing with Nina Samuels is that I mean I love her, particularly now I've seen her live myself yeah. um and being able to sort of interact with her from in that front row seat to her and that, that experience she gave me as a fan um if you put her in nxt uh, over in the us i don't think she stands out no but on, yes. on nxt yeah. uk she stands out and that's just mm. from her look there's, a, there's yeah. a lot of people who, who who have the same similar look as nina over and over in the us but i think in the uk they don't and that's why our women's division is so diverse yeah, and I think stronger in the in in the grand scheme of things, uh, and I I think I think she's going places on on this on this brand. I mean, um, I did miss a match actually. I was I oddly kept this in order. I wasn't going to, but we have been going. I told you I'd spice <laughs> up a bit, John, <laughs> before we recorded. <laughs> and the one and the way I changed it was I just moved the tag team match around. Uh, we did get a tag team match between uh, so we had the European Union, uh, so yep. Fabian Eichner and uh, Marcel Barthel. Uh, against um, well, they're called pretty deadly on the the independent scene, and that they weren't under that name though uh, today. But it was Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley, uh, I've never seen those guys actually. Um, I'd never heard of them until the tapings, um, but I like their look. Yeah, they look cool. They look very cool, don't they? I can yeah. see that they've got. Um, they look like sort of just jacked up versions of, of people you might actually see. You know, I can. I I don't know what type of people that is but i can see them you know i think they look like they should look and, and that's it yeah um i was really torn with this match because i i i love fabian eichner but i can't say his name so i was petrified of him being on this show because i thought i'm gonna have to talk about him but i got i'm not trying but he's fantastic he is so good i think he's um a, a I, I just think he's he's so strong and he's so deceptively fast as well and, and yeah. athletic. And I really enjoy seeing him. Uh, like I said, I've been to a, a couple of tapings and I sort of knew him a bit from, because he was in normal NXT, wasn't he? The US yeah. NXT for a bit. And I'd seen him a little bit on there, but hadn't fully taken him seriously. Um, and he came out and he did like a program 
fighting Mandrews and, and yeah, yeah, uh, Flack Morgan Webster, yeah. you know, alternative weeks. And he was just such, a, I mean, because he was playing this sort of bad guy, but he was just like an unstoppable, he's like a Bond villain, you know, yeah. he's just this huge guy <laughs> and he was you know, menacing and he was just like, what you like? I'm just gonna supposed to boo you, and I'm gonna boo you. But you've won a massive fan. Like he just looked great, and ever since then, I just think he, yeah, he just looks fantastic. And I think when I first saw him in a tag team, I was a little bit apprehensive. I thought he'd come across like a, you know, he was doing absolutely fine on his own. But I think this works for him. I think they look great, and because are they in the the Dusty they Classic? Are. Have I got yeah. That right? um... yeah, I mean they're probably going out first round, but I'm. I'm glad that they've got faith in them enough to put them in there. You know, they obviously, you know, appreciate them and, and like what they're doing because I just think they're great, the pair of them. Yeah, they're, um, well, Fabian uh, Eichner, he had the, that match that you alluded to there, uh, Mark Andrews at the start of the Plymouth tapings, actually. Um, and they had that, it was a, it was probably match of the night, same night as, um, mm. Trent Seven and Joe, Joe Coffey went up against each other. And, yes. Uh, and those yeah. two were probably the best, best matches of the night there. And I, have been impressed by the tag team with Marcel Bartel. Um, and it's actually uh, Fabian's the first benefit really from this. You know, there's not, there's not really a spot on NXT for you, mate, but we're going to take you over to the UK this weekend and we're going to put you on a couple of the episodes yeah. of filming. And yeah. we did that with him. And now look at him. He's appearing on NXT. Uh, he's on both shows, actually. He's got a presence across, across them both. It's worked for Marcel Bartel as well. I mean, yeah, they were in the Dusty Rhodes classic. They're up against Ricochet and Alex the Black. In the first round, so that's you, you can say that's going to be a guaranteed defeat. Um, yeah. But what a what a prominent <laughs> yeah, be surprised, yeah, what, what a prominent um, spot that is, though. Like what what yeah. a match to be in. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they don't have to put them in that spot at all, do they? There's other teams that they could put in, and uh, I think they hopefully that even if they're there just to make Ricochet and, and Black, you know, look like a a great team. The fact that they've even trusted to do that, I just think great. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're they're a young tag team. They 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 haven't been around that long, so maybe they shouldn't get get a win like that. But they they yeah they they've got a big future ahead, and I, I'd be happy to see them going towards a title shot. I know it'd be you know heel versus heel, but I just think they're I great. Think you get away with that on NXT UK. I think the yeah. crowds are different, and the the dynamic. Uh, yes, the UK crowds follow the rules for the most part. We know that we yeah. need to boo the bad guys and. And cheer the good guys, uh, but we also appreciate the bad guys in a way that you know. If you've got a heel versus heel, as long as they're, as long as the story's credible, as long as we know what mm. they're trying to achieve and, and it's good wrestling, I think then the crowd will go for it. Heel versus heel doesn't work really when you don't really know why they're facing each other. Um, yeah, yeah. No, and it's it's there's no heat going into it. Uh, but I think. Oh God, I'd love, to, I'd love to see grizzled young veterans against um, against European Union. Uh, we, we well, surely yeah. we will see it at some point. You know, we haven't seen a whole lot of yeah. Gibson and James Drake on NXT uh, UK since they won the belts. But you've got to assume they're going to start defending them a bit more now. And and yeah, a match against Fabian and Marcel seems likely. I mean, um, I'm not sure on the contract status of Sam Stoker and Lewis Howley, but I'm assuming that they're going to be on some kind of deal. To maybe be in there as enhancement talent, which is actually something that which the tag division hasn't got, uh, which it does need. It does need those teams that can um, put you over well, which is what I actually yeah. thought they did a really good job. So I don't think they look like jobbers. Well, I didn't think they were going to be. Funnily enough, when they came out, I know it probably see, it seems silly with the result, but when they first came out, I I didn't think they were going to be jobbers. Mm. You know, when you sort of look, because I thought they looked great and they were building them up on the commentary, and I thought. 
I wouldn't be surprised if you know that they picked up the win here, but it didn't pan out that way in the end. But I, I yeah, they I think they they look great and they they're obviously good because and were they front row takeover as well for a bit? Uh, not uh, to my no? recollection. I feel like on uh, okay, I feel like on camera because when they named him up, I thought I'm sure I've I've heard of, of uh, their names before, but. I mean, one, I was but... um, I yeah. was completely drunk at Takeover, and uh, I've watched <laughs> it back. Yeah, I watched it back one time, uh, <laughs> and was relatively drunk then as well. So I don't know, <laughs> um, but I, I'm not. I don't think they were there, but uh, no. someone listening will be able to tell us for definite. Uh, but that was yeah, a good match. I thought it didn't a dominant win that didn't feel like a squash. Is how I would describe it. No, it, it felt like it was dominant because the other team were great, yeah. it, rather than. The one team was poor. It was just no, you know, you've just met these guys at the wrong time, Absolutely, and yeah. they're a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, main event. Now, let's spend a little bit of a little bit of time talking about this because we, we alluded to. Yes. We've already said we've already praised Jordan Devlin, and we think this guy could be a, yeah. a champion. And this this rivalry with Travis Banks has been going on for several months now, as far back as well, it's, it's gone through one, two, three, four sets of tapings. Started at Liverpool, went through Blackpool, went through Phoenix, and. Has come to uh, Coventry or Coventry or whatever it was that that Joseph was calling it. <laughs> I'm amazed it hasn't been corrected. Um, but yeah, we this match started off intense. Uh, it had little hints of what I loved about this, and I don't know if all fans would pick up on it, but there was so much stuff in this match that was um, re- referencing back previous matches. So like, uh, yes. there was even to the point of Banks attacking Jordan Devlin doing his entrance. We saw that. Yeah, yeah, we saw that in uh, in Blackpool. I think episode uh, twenty seven. Uh, we uh, we saw the whole bit later on where um, Travis was stomping on um, Jordan's leg on the on the metal steps, steel steps, uh, which obviously is something that Devlin's been doing to um, to Banks uh, on numerous occasions. Uh, the you know just little touches like that right throughout. I just thought well, that that's when a wrestling feud really comes together, isn't yeah. it? Is when you start seeing bits of previous matches showing up in that match yeah it's, i mean it's rewarding you for paying attention yeah for, for all those weeks isn't it it's you know it's a great match but like you say if, if you've watched this for a while you'll get more out of it and i think that's what was was yeah you're right it's it's sort of not nostalgia but you know it's a little piece that you think oh i i recognize that that's sort of for me you know personally and i think that's that's great it's i think travis banks is is, is is really good and I obviously <laughs> and um he he's what I like about him he's he's like an experience to watch with all the noises that he makes you know it's mm. like he's sort of all the screaming and sort of all that sort of thing and he's he was the perfect person to be I think in the first um the first balls count anywhere yeah because he looked very very comfortable going around and you know, when they sort of went up in the crowd and and were jumping around and that I, yeah I just thought I don't know. I, this is just this just works for me. I think this this is it's, it's probably one of the longest feuds we've had. Oh, know, yeah, I think it, I think it is. I mean, um, yeah, the end of the Tony Storm and Rhea Ripley uh, thing yeah. has has gone uh, gone on, but I mean that's had little feuds in between for Rhea Ripley when she's up against Isla Dawn. Whereas I think the yeah the Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin has been it's been them two going at yeah. each other for for a couple of months now. And um, well, let's talk about that little crowd bit. Obviously. There's going to be gifts flying around social media uh, today <laughs> and, to, uh, and tomorrow and probably the rest of the week. Uh, the the bit in the crowd, which, number one, when they suddenly lit up the tears, <laughs> tears seating, <laughs> and you're thinking, yeah. oh, my God, I couldn't see any of these people before. Where did these yeah, people come uh, from? <laughs> <laughs> and then 
there was the the only thing I'm going to criticize about this whole show. The only thing, and it was a great spot though, where where Jordan uh, Jordan Devlin was hanging off at the railing. It was quite a fall actually, um, but I loved that Travis was like, you know, he took out one hand and then Jordan's hanging by another hand. Yeah, and then he hits the other hand around with one. And Jordan drops. Yeah. But was there no cameraman there to catch the yeah, fall? Yeah, didn't didn't see. I didn't see it. Too, he yeah. just dropped. And you yeah. lost it. Well, there, there must have been, unless he was just out of position, because I think they cut to him on the floor, yeah. didn't they? They showed him on the floor. So unless he just arrived then, but yeah, I mean, that's quite a bump to take for no real credit. It, absolutely. Take, and it? bear in mind, that's yeah. pre-planned. Producers kind of sat yeah. down with them with that. They know the timing. They have a referee who's normally telling them when the cameras are doing what they yeah. should be doing. You know, yeah, you, know you can get the tapings. It's, it's an experience, isn't it? It's stuff you just don't... Mm. Suddenly, you see it all the time on the TV. Then, when you watch, when you start watching WWE, you start seeing the referee. <laughs> yeah, I like thought the, that the when, when they sort of telling you, look this way or do that and do that, and you're like, oh, I, I didn't know you had to do all of this. Well played, referee. You know, yeah, or like when, uh, thing. yeah, when you know they've gone to an instant replay, and you see them telling them to just put them into some kind of uh, yeah. rest box, <laughs> yes. and then, <laughs> and then, right, we're getting out the replay in uh, three, two, brilliant, <laughs> hey, hit your big move. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, uh, but then obviously the big dive. And Travis, um, I guess, I don't know, was it a crossbody uh, dive? I can't really tell. You know, lovely dive yeah. uh, off the off the railing, a big dive. This that wasn't that wasn't not a little jump. You know, that that would have been an, a hard fall, even even with Devlin catching him. And uh, that was, I'd obviously seen this footage of that dive has been floating around on social media for a couple of weeks now. Um, but I still got a little bit of a chill watching it. Yeah, what well, he's, I mean, this might be naive of me because I, I, like I said, I haven't seen Travis Banks outside of, you know, NXT UK, but I've never seen him do anything like that. Yeah. You know, he's a sort of ground and pound sort of guy, isn't he? And uh, when he sort of, uh, when it was just him left up there, you felt like that was almost the wrong way around. Like it should have been Devlin up there. Yeah, no, you know, that's a good he, point. He yeah. jump, but yeah, but then when you sort of saw that, it was just like, you know, he sort of, you, I heard, think I heard the crowd sort of, oh, and you heard, saw him stand up and it was like, well, no way. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> What's this going to be? But yeah, it it looked great. Like he caught Devlin a treat. And it, it obviously, it all looked. It just looked clean. It looked great. And yeah, so it was really clean. Credit, credit yeah, to it was very that. clean. Yeah. I mean, you normally see those ones, and it's the, it's the catch from their opponent. Normally, yeah. it's a bit messy catch and stuff. But yeah, but this, this just looks yeah. like no. He, he just he just wiped out Jordan Devlin uh, from it. <laughs> yeah. And I guess that's trusting each other. They've they're wrestling each other. Uh, in numerous other promotions as well, you know, and I think they even face each other two nights later after this in progress. So there's, um, oh, yeah, really? they've got something <laughs> going on in there and possibly in uh, OTT as well. We, there's loads, loads going on between them. Uh, and that familiarity, I think, is leading to great matches. But there was a holy, a holy SHIT chant um, after that Absolutely. move. And I, all again, all I could think was, thank God we're not in Phoenix because they would have just yeah. sat there silently. After this, a small platter of applause. Yeah. Oh, we would have been lucky if we got it. that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. There was a. Now, I love the spot at the end with the table, but when the, when the fans started chanting, we want tables so early on, I did make a note yeah. and I wrote, why? <laughs> As in, why are they chanting yeah. this particular chant at this point? Because there yeah. was nothing to suggest that a table was going to get involved. Um, in fact, at that point, I wasn't even 100% sure about the disqualification rules because I was thinking, well, it's fours count anywhere. But as, as you know, WWE, they are funny with when they want to change the rules of certain yeah, match things. Yeah, so I, I kind of thought, well, like the chair didn't get used properly at first. And I thought, well, if that chair gets used, is that a DQ? Because it's 
it's four's yeah. coming anyway. It's not it's not no disqualification match or no hold barred as they sometimes use for the, the same match type. And um, but obviously the, the chair got used uh, ultimately uh, in what looked like a headshot as well. It looked like it was a shot to um to Travis's head. Yeah, that was an odd yeah. one, wasn't it? I didn't know if that was intentional or not. It sort of it it didn't look um. I mean, it looked great because it looked almost sort of dirty. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It was like a, ooh, like that looks like that hurt. It's sort of, yeah. But I think the, prob- the problem with me with the table is um, that, I, I mean, everyone loves seeing someone go through a table, but someone's got one table out. You know someone's going through that yeah. table before the match is finished. That's the only downside to it, I think. And it was the moment where I think Devlin hit the superplex and then rolled through. And then Banks sort of countered it, and uh, I think I think I've got that right. And it was a potentially going to be, you know, a three count, but you you sort of knew it wasn't going to be because obviously the table hasn't been broken. I think that it was a slight distraction, but it's worth it to see someone go through a table. I think there's, there's nothing better than you know someone going through the table. So that well, was no good. kidding, there when um, you were watching it. Uh, I was my my son wanted to watch it with me. He doesn't. I don't often let him stay up to watch. Uh, Watch any wrestling with me, but he wanted to watch it with me. He spent some time with his dad, and uh, the <laughs> the table came out, and he called it straight away. Well, at first he's like, uh, he thought it was a big chair at first, <laughs> and then, then he stood up. He's, he's like, oh, a table, a big show chair, like, oh, it's a table. And I was like, what are they going to do with that? And then about thirty seconds later, he was like, someone's going to go through the table, and, yeah. uh, and it took like another ten minutes. But uh, so he uh, he was loving that before. He was less excited that. It was ultimately Travis Banks who ended up going through it, but uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But actually, this, I tell you what, let's just jump to that spot because I'm pretty sure, as we as we talk about this now, I referenced earlier about this match doing throwbacks to previous matches. Was it in the Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin match uh, in Blackpool that they did the Spanish fly to the outside, or was was it Jordan Devlin and Pete Dunn? I can't remember. I feel like it was in a Travis Banks match, though. And I thought it, yeah, well, it was, was it? Um, I honestly no, I can't remember. I know, I can see the spot you're talking about. Yeah, I can see it. But yeah, he's I done it. Yeah, and if he's done it with Travis Banks in that match, yeah. then that's a hell of a throwback to then do it yeah. through the table. And what did you think of the finish? Yeah, the finish was great because he did it. He went for this. Um... He went for the Spanish fly earlier on, didn't he? And Banks held onto the mm. rope. And, and yeah, and I thought that was a cool move as well because. That's essentially just what, like a, a backflip onto your face onto the floor. Yeah. You only think that's like, yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, it, it was great. I, I'm pleased Devlin won because I don't think Travis Banks needs to win, really. I think he's always going to be that sort of almost a gatekeeper, you know, like he, he's like a, just a really tough opponent. He's probably never going to be top of the tree, but he's. He's credible, he's tough and that. And I think it's nice for Devlin to have that, like a big name win. And I think if he would have lost to lost to, you know, Pete Diamond and come up short and I think they they would damage Jordan Devlin because he's gonna start coming across as that sort of uh chicken heel, you know, that sort of attacks people from behind and things like that. Whereas he showed here that he can he backs it up. Yeah, he and he can sort of go sort of deep and get tough and do things and yeah, and I think he's great. I think as well, he'll um, just going back. I know what you said before about Nina Samuels, and you had that sort of interaction with him, uh, with her, sorry. And she sort of uh, that sort of won you over yeah. as, a, as a fan. Um, I had a similar thing with Devlin at, at one of them, and he, I mean, it was just a classic heel, you know, he went for the high five, and I put my hand up, and then he sort of, 
you know, backcombed his hair sort of thing. And, and I just thought, like, he, he just knows who he should be, doesn't he? He just yeah. knows. And I think, like, he's that smart. Like, a win like this is great because he can hold on to this now. You know, he can sort of brag about it and act with swagger and, you know, and, and go on to other things and, and have that. Like, yeah, I, th- I think it's really good booking what they've done with Devlin. They've just made him look they've made him look great and he's he's backed it up and that's just fantastic that's the thing with jordan devon is that you know the fans appreciate his ability but you mentioned earlier about the the chance that get made about him do seem a little bit <laughs> yeah. um personal when they're talking about like this like, i think there was a yeah. massive massive head chant <laughs> yeah him. and uh, the massive headbutt i like yeah. as well. <laughs> um but the thing the thing with him is that if he if he does lose these foods I think it would be very easy for him to drop down the card quite quickly because no yes, matter the ability, a joke, yeah, it? just because the fans are making a, it's respectful, but it is they're making a joke of chance, and that can very easily turn to just making a joke of yeah. him. Uh, when this guy yeah. is one of the most, I think he's one of the most talented wrestlers coming out of the UK right now, yeah. and I think you have to keep that guy looking strong. You know, and I think that uh, they made they made the right call. Um, they made Travis look great by the fact that he had, you know, he had um, Devlin pinned for over ten seconds. When the referee was yes, that, so. yeah. it, that was a good good ref bump as well. That was a it good, was done well. Like, I mean, it was it was very choreographed. Yeah. You saw it coming, um, but it's wrestling. Yeah. You, you almost always see a ref bump coming ahead of time. Yeah, the, there's a great interview um, for anyone listening to this. There's a WWE.com exclusive interview with Jordan Devlin where he's asked about uh, by Radzi about the um, the 10 second uh, count uh, on him and just Jordan Devlin's reaction to the fact that uh, people would still would think he got lucky. It's just hilarious. Like, go watch it, um, <laughs> listen to it, whatever you want to do. Jordan Devlin's, I love his interviews with Radzi. They're so funny. They normally don't even make TV, but they're just, they're the only ones I actively search out after a show. Uh, if I see that on W.com, there's a, right, look on the app actually on the, on the latest news, but if I see that uh, Devlin's done a, just a minute long conversation with Radzi, I'm on it. I'm just watching that <laughs> straight away. Uh, so there was one bit in this match before we just get your quick thoughts on the match overall. Um, Devlin shouted that he's the only ace in WWE, um, not Ricochet. Yeah. I thought that was a really, a really cool moment. Yeah. Do you think they were alluding to something? I can't see. I mean, it would be fantastic, wouldn't it? That'd be great. Um, but I can't. I can't see wrong because Ricochet's gone up to the. Well, this is the only thing on the back. Now, I can't remember when Coventry yeah. filmed. I think they may have that week possibly made their appearances on uh, on the main, main uh, the concert, uh, right at the same time yeah, yeah. so I, I, I wonder if at the time because I, I need to look at dates I'm feeling they're going to tape in some episodes at Wrestlemania uh, Access again mm. and I wonder if maybe they would have had that as a match there. yeah um, bit of a sort of exhibition yeah type thing. it doesn't yeah. seem that yeah I mean Ricochet apparently is saying that NXT shows that there is last shows now uh, he does seem to be well, he's on pay-per-view uh, this coming Sunday at Fastlane um, with Alistair Black. So, yeah, it doesn't seem like we would get that match. But I wonder if it did seem weird to just, just to name drop Ricochet. Yeah. But I also liked it because even if it was just random, it just shows um, one talent being aware of what someone else is doing on another brand. Yeah, and that's I like what that. I was just about to say. That they're acknowledged. That's the good thing that I feel about it because I've got this. Oh, not now, but I had this fear with NXT UK where you just sort of watched it and you just thought, please work, you know, please last. Because they were saying, you know, it's been brought up to um, sort of kill world of sport, and that's why it's come up. But they seem to be invested in it, and I like the fact that 
there it, it exists in the the you know the WWE universe. And the fact that they've got people like Cassius Ono come over, yeah. um, and we've seen Pete Dunne at War Games and on takeovers, and we've seen sort of Mark Andrews and things, and and like you say, then you know basically acknowledging that Ricochet exists, I think is nice because it it feels like it it's part of it all. You know, yeah. it feels like it's got its place in WWE, and and if nothing, it just sort of solidifies that. Yeah, you know, we are here, we're a show, and and that's what we do. And like you say, maybe. Devlin will show up somewhere else. Maybe Ricochet will show up here. So that's an interesting point. It's just maybe. nice to know. Yeah, that. interesting point there. Like even for the May Young Classic, you know, the history of that tournament will always yeah, be will yeah. always be that the uh, the winner of the second uh, annual uh, May Young Classic cashed in on the UK champion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's just starting to ingrain itself within WWE's um, uh, ongoing uh, sort of universe, yeah. isn't it? And um, so, what was your what was your Overall match, uh, overall opinion of that main event match. The, uh, the main event, was, I thought, was fantastic. I thought it was. It, it's always hard because it it had a good video package and it had a, a lot of build and a lot of weeks leading up to it. And sometimes that can fall a bit flat, you know, because you expect mm. a lot from it. Um, but no, I, I thought I thought it was fantastic. I thought two two very capable performers and they they just knocked it out of the park. I thought it was um it was brutal enough to to warrant the the falls count anywhere rather than that just be a stipulation for the sake of it you know it was it seemed like it made sense the fact that they'd been fighting all over the arena or yeah. and they'd had the sort of you know the double count out and all that so, so it made sense and i thought it worked the other thing i thought i know, I know we're quite jordan devlin heavy on this episode <laughs> um but i really liked the um the feet on the ring apron on the pin yeah, you know when he sort of had uh, Travis yeah, Banks yeah, and Chris yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. I just yeah. it's little things like that that I just think it's it's pointless, it's needless, but it, it makes him look, a, you know, it just makes him look more of uh, the character that he should be. I'm trying hard not to swear, um, <laughs> you know, but uh, it makes him look more. Like, it makes him look clever. It makes it, you know, it's just little things like that. And I thought it it just had lots of little things like this match that just made it a little bit different and a bit like oh I haven't seen that before. And that's quite rare, I think, with the amount of wrestling that's that's available. So, sort of good on them for that, and it, it, it held your interest. You know, I don't think at any point it dragged or anything like that. So, uh, you can't ask for any more than that. Match really. of the night, then, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, match of the night. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's. I really enjoyed the uh, the European European Union. Yeah. Was it? Uh, it wasn't much of a, a match, but every time you see them, it's great. I think there's got to be some sort of Brexit joke with them next month. I hope. Oh, amazing! You know, amazing! Hell yeah. Like everyone's laughing at the fact that they're heel. They are yeah, heel group and I'd love for them to disappear yeah. for a bit, and you know <laughs> we could, can't get them in or something like that. That would be great. But yeah, but no, they, they were. That was match of the night for me. I thought it was interesting because you had the, the open opened and closed with these two sort of feud matches. The show, mm. um, and I think that it was. It, you could tell the, the difference, I think. I mean, I like Connors and I like Ligero, but the, they had the better story, Devlin and Banks, and they just delivered this match that was just... It, it looked like they hate each other. It looked like they beat each other up, and it looked like they both hurt afterwards. And that's that's what makes... That's what we tune in yeah. for, isn't it? Because it's, it looks real and it looks, you know, it's entertaining. Yeah, and that, that was a good way to describe episode 33 of NXT UK. It was entertaining. It was good. It was, uh, yeah, storylines that we've been invested in and... Um, I thought I thought it was a great, 
great episode and just great to be back in the UK. I think it's um, it's nice to be back home. <laughs> I'm all about I'm yes, all about the show. Absolutely. I have no problem with this before. I have no problem with the show filming abroad, but the crowd need to play their part because, as you said earlier, the crowd is the twelfth man in NXT UK, and um, if the crowd ain't working, then it's not NXT UK. Like it doesn't matter the talent on there. You know the you've got to have a, a a rowdy crowd. That's part of NXT UK because just another wrestling show without it you know since yeah uh right uh you were going to be on the show a few weeks ago and uh, on that on the initial obviously uh, you weren't here in the end but the plan had been on that show that you were going to tell me uh your favorite nxt uk match uh and i'm putting you on the spot yes. now because i haven't warned you i was gonna ask this question <laughs> um so i'm gonna ask you now what's your favorite match in nxt uk so far and it's, it's got to be um from when nxt uk started rather than like any of the United Kingdom Championship stuff before. Ah, okay. That's, that has really put me on the spot then, because I was thinking um, the first one that comes to my mind, but I think it was because of there, and I can't say this because of the tapings, but was the um, when Mustache Mountain beat the Undisputed Era for the titles, because that was just amazing to see them yeah. win that title. Yeah, that's good. Um, that, was, that was a big moment. Mark, that was a mark out moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, well, also, it was just that thing of like, Oh, this is a serious brand, yeah. you know. Like we, you know, we've got the, we've got this brand holds the NXT tag titles. Like that's that's mad, you know. So, um, I think. Am I allowed to use the take of the Blackpool yeah, takeover? Yeah, fine, yeah. I think I'll go for the the tag title match there. Yeah. Maybe that seems an obvious answer, but that was that was. <laughs> it's annoying. Zach Gibson's very good, you know, <laughs> and it, you sort of he's. I didn't know anything about him until the first time I went to the um, when he when he fought Pete Dunne for the belt and it, everyone was just taking their shoes off and hating this guy and I thought this is this is brilliant you know this is fantastic and the, but the the secret to that match I thought was James Drake I didn't realize how great he was yeah you feel like when you look at that he should have been the weak link of that match um, but not at all he was fantastic like he was really really great um, and yes, yeah, so I, I think I'd have to go for that one. I thought the ending was clever. I thought it seemed fairly obvious. Mustache Mountain would get the win. Yeah. Um, and they, it was just a fantastic match, a great ending. And I, I think they've been great with it since. I kind of like that they haven't really been on TV because I think it sort of makes it look like they're not too bothered. Yeah. You know, they, they why should they, they, they've proven their point. They don't care sort of thing. And so, yeah, I, I think. The nuclear heat that they give and the natural likability of Mustache Mountain, they had a lot to live up to, and I think they absolutely delivered on yeah, it. Yeah, and so we'll I definitely have to go there. Oh, that's a good match, and we'll definitely get a, yeah. uh, there'll be a rematch down the line. I would, I would yeah. expect. And there's going to be there's going to be a, an entertaining one as well. And it, it just writes itself, and you know they'll all deliver. Yeah. So, well, Josh, thank you for coming on to chat uh, NXT with me. It's been a, a great conversation. Where can uh, where can people find you on social media? So on Twitter at at the gold print, the G O L D P R I N T, the gold print. Our very own fashionista Ginny has been over in India uh, this this past week for the uh, NXT tryouts that have been going on there, or WWE tryouts, whatever you want to call them. Uh, it's a massive uh, tryout over there; it's the biggest one they've ever done in India. It would seem to suggest that the rumours of NXT India. Are going to get stronger and stronger and bigger and bigger 
because you only really do that massive tryout if you've got a lot of spots to fill and they certainly would have that if they do launch a brand over there. It's been mentioned in interviews that Triple H has done about wanting to put a performance centre in that country. So very keen uh, to see to see how that turns out and obviously a massive opportunity for Ginny to be over there. So that's that's great and to see her getting involved in these, these WWE activities uh, is just, as a fan, just incredible to see um, compared to where we were even a year ago for Ginny, really. Uh, so, um, no, that's that's great. Uh, in other news as well, I saw fighting with my family uh, this past week as well. Uh, what day were you on? So I did. I went and saw that on Monday. Uh, it, what a film. What a film. I'm not just saying that as a wrestling fan, because actually, as a wrestling fan, there was stuff in there that I would potentially be critical of. Um, you could argue that when the film eventually, I'm not going to give spoilers, uh, but when the film eventually does show... Uh, the televised footage, so to speak, towards the end of the movie. Um, that almost didn't work with everything else in the film. But if you sat back and thought, well, actually, how do I feel about this as a film experience? Then if I didn't know anything about wrestling, then, um, I would say, oh, actually, no, it worked. It was all building towards those points, and, and that worked absolutely fine. The film, it's got such a charm to it. It's, it's, so, it's so British. Like, it just feels like a British film. It reminded me of watching, like, East is East. And I haven't even watched that film in over a decade. Um, but it's just watching those kind of films just felt very, very natural and kind of showing a bit of the UK uh, that you don't feel like you always see in movies. Uh, but what what a film in page, page, page. Yes, it's a, it's a varied, it's a variation of the real story of, of how Paige got to where she is. Um, it certainly gives a much different, I think, it gives a much different perspective for how NXT could work to how it actually does work. Uh, and so that's, as a wrestling fan, again, I was kind of like, oh, that's not really how it worked. And it doesn't mention certain things about our NXT runs and, and such like that. But who really cares? The idea here was just about Paige coming from, you know, the girl in Norwich to suddenly being at the top of the, you know, the top of the the ladder in the biggest wrestling company in the world. And that was the main story. And they've used the rest of Paige's um, sort of career and life as inspiration for that. So I really really enjoyed this film i thought the lady playing page was superb like down to down to a t i mean it was it was eerie at some point if you closed your eyes from the sound of her voice to just the the way her lines were written you would believe with your eyes shut that you were listening to the actual page uh, in any of her sort of more natural interviews or when she's on Total Divas or something. It, it was eerie. And the whole film was full of great performances. You know, you're looking at um, Cersei, you know. she would, She's playing Paige's mum, Soraya Knight. And that was just fantastic. I thought I recognised her face straight away. Uh, that was incredible, incredible casting. And I thought Vince Vaughn, who I love Vince Vaughn, uh, I thought he was really good in the movie as the coach. I thought Dwayne Johnson, it was so nice to see The Rock again, really, you know, when Dwayne was cutting... Um, He's in character in the film and he's cutting some promos as The Rock and he's just saying some lines that we just haven't heard him on TV cut for quite some time. I can't remember the last time Rock was on was on a WWE show. Uh, it might have been Mania 32. I don't know if he's been around since then. Someone correct me, please, if I'm wrong. Um, but, you know, definitely go see that film. It's worth it. Uh, let's support another British wrestler in Paige. She might not wrestle anymore, but let's show our support. A very good film. Probably, you could argue, the best film that's come out 
with WWE's uh, name attached to it. I'm not sure how much involvement they had in the film, but a very good film. To be honest, I would argue that it perhaps deserves some award recognition. That, that would be my, uh, certainly for the performance of the actress playing Paige, who I haven't got a name to hand, sorry, very ignorant, ignorant of me. I'm stumbling on words. You can tell I've been talking for a long time on this show. Uh, very ignorant of me not to have a name to hand, but uh, she's so good. I would definitely say that she should be under some kind of consideration, whether she'd get into a final um, category uh, for recognition. I don't know, but she should be in the conversation. I thought the film was just was just very well made, and it does it does deserve the money it's taking right now and the reviews it's getting. And it's all positive across the board. Go see it. I was in a cinema screen. I walked two miles in the dark. At like I left the house at like nine o'clock, quarter past, quarter past nine for a 10 o'clock screening. Got there. Uh, this isn't the cinema I normally use, but it's close to the home and it made sense with the kids and everything. So I went there. Uh, 10 o'clock screening. I was the only person in the screen for the entire film. That has never happened before. Uh, it was a late show on a Monday night, to be fair. I uh, had the cinema with myself. Watched the film, got out uh, about, uh, gosh, probably about 10 past 12 when it finished. Walked home on the long walk back on some eerie roads um, for that time of night. (laughs) And a little bit of rain as well. Um, Popped the podcast on again. I won't mention it. Don't want to publicize Uh, another show. I lie. I can't remember which one it was. But it was definitely NXT related. Um, And it was just a really good experience. It was worth it. It was worth the dangerous walker, I thought. I was going to get attacked or mugged or something. It was it was worth it. Yeah. So go see that film if you haven't already. I recommend it. I'm not sure how long it's going to be in cinemas for, given it's a you know a smaller movie. Um, so don't waste time. Go see Fighting with My Family. It's worth it. That was all I got to say on this episode of uh, of We Are the Universe. What a great episode we had of NXT this week. Uh, what a great guest as well. I thought John was superb. Really enjoyed speaking to him. We'll get him back on the show. I've already spoken to him about it. We will do it. No date set yet, but we will get him on. And uh, thank you for listening to my son at the start of the show. <laughs> I you know, I was trying to record my intro, and he was just very keen to see to see what I was doing. He thought the microphone I was using was going to make his voice louder in the house, so he wasn't keen to talk into it at first. Um, but then he sussed out what was going on, and he wanted to. And uh, I wasn't going to use it at first, but, you know, the show is called... We are the universe, and my son. Um, there's probably a debate whether or not he should even be watching wrestling at his age. He doesn't watch a lot of it though, um, and he doesn't do it to other kids, which is great. Um, the he's part of the universe. He's part of part of our universe, and so let's use him. Uh, and on that note, I'm going to end the show with him because when the table got bought out, and I think I mentioned this in my chat with John, when the table got bought out during that main event, he called it straight away like that, the, the table, someone was going to go through it. And I think he's only seen one or two table spots before, but he called it, he knew it, and he's gone on and on for the match. And then when it finally happens, <laughs> he's so disappointed <laughs> with the result of it. It made me laugh. So when I knew the spot was coming, I decided just to hit record um, on him. And you'll just get to listen to, um, to his reaction. And I just want to, put in perspective for you why I try to be so positive about wrestling now because I used to be you know I used to be listening and watching and everything to do with wrestling they're getting swallowed up in the booking decisions and why this person's getting pushed and why that person's not getting pushed and all that stuff 
and even bug match quality a little bit. And, oh, you know, there's too much content. There's not enough content, all that stuff. Then I had my son and it changes everything. And I've got a daughter since as well. But I tell you what, when my son got into wrestling, particularly, um, it would have been last year now, towards the end of last year, uh, where he really sort of took an interest in it. You suddenly realize why WWE, I can't even say the name of the company tonight, why WWE are a PG company when you watch wrestling with a, a child. And you are suddenly, all the stuff you thought, why are they coming up smiling all the time? If they're a good guy. But you know what? My son knows they're a good guy straight away. And they're smiling. And if they come out and they've got a bit of a scowl on them, he knows they're a bad guy straight away and he picks up on that and he knows who he wants to cheer for as a result of it and there's an innocence to watching my son watch wwe uh, which just makes it that much more enjoyable for me personally and uh, so i'm going to end the show with that recording of him um just a sheer disappointment <laughs> at that table spot uh, and the person who was put through the table uh, and then that will be it. And we will be back uh, next week with our breakdown of NXT UK episode 34. Um, and also from Coventry, uh, we're going to have a main event. Pete Dunne, Walter versus Joe Coffey and Mark Coffey. It's going to be a hell of a match. And I imagine it's going to get 20, 25 minutes. I'm not sure of any other matches on that show. Uh, I've just had confirmation. I've seen now that Kaylee Ray will debut on next week's episode of NXT UK. So that's something to look forward to. I, You look forward to it. I'm certainly looking forward to it. Um, so what a what a show we have right now, isn't it? What a great show. We're back from Phoenix. It feels like we stopped. We were in a holding pattern for a few weeks with the show. They still had a little bit of progression going on and, we, and some good stuff happening in Phoenix with some good matches, but we didn't really get proper story progression. But now we're back and I feel like it's all going on, going on again. And uh, we're back in the swing of things. And I f- feel like it's just kicked off straight away. You know, Travis Banks and Jordan Devlin looks like it's probably going to be over now, at least for uh, the short term. Um, but I don't think Legero and Joseph Connors is over, you know. And Nina Samuels is being built up. And we've got hints of Tony Storm and Ginny. We've got Walter and Pete Dunn seem to be something happening there. But is the next title match going to Joe Coffey still? You don't know. There's loads going on. And that's just when people who appeared on this week's episode. We've got... You know, countless more people who didn't show up and weren't even mentioned. You know, Mustache Mountain, Eddie Dennis, David Mastiff, um, all these people. So I look forward to bringing down next week's episode with you. Um, I'll try to keep my son off the show. Um, I will have another guest on the show, um, yet to book them. <laughs> so uh, I've had lots of interest. I have not completely filled the diary up for people coming on the show. So if you want to come on board and talk wrestling uh, with me, NXT UK specifically, please uh, DM us. And the place to do that would be the Instagram or Twitter at WeAreNXTUK. We'd also have a Instagram page for the podcast, which isn't very active right now because, you know, my, my We Are NXT UK page is closing on 10,000 followers and, and it seems silly to try and start another page up. But we do have We Are The Universe pod on Instagram. Uh, by all means, follow it if you want, but you'll get everything through the We Are NXT UK page anyway. Uh, and I am personally available at Kyle Thomas West on both Instagram and Twitter as well. Keep it synced. Um, send a message to us. Uh, get, let's get you on the show. Let's, t- let's talk NXT UK. Let's talk about this thing that we all love to watch. And do you know what? I record these 
these podcasts right after NXT UK airs. And it's great fun to just break it down. Because how many of you listen to this, sit at home, probably watch it on your own? Maybe you've got a loved one or brother or sister or son or daughter who watches it with you. But maybe you don't. I don't normally. I normally watch it on my own. Um, the missus goes up to bed early, watches something on Netflix whilst I'm, I'm watching NXT UK. And it is so fun to just then chat to someone for it for half hour, an hour, however long it is. Uh, it's great fun. So I'd love to do it with more people because that's what this show is all about. Let's get some different perspectives. Anyway, that is me. I'm signing out. I tried to say goodbye about three minutes ago <laughs> and here we are again doing it. Thank you for listening. This has been a really bumper episode. It's been super long. I apologize for the length, but I'm not cutting nothing out of this. And uh, I will see you next week. Oh, that's silly. Ferris goes through the Travis table. Travis went through the table. Oh, yeah, that really hurt. Oh, no. Does that mean that Jordan won?